Welcome to Here We Grow, a grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening. Here we grow with episode 15. I'm your host, Billy Billings, a relationship manager with Southwest Georgia Farm Credit. Today, we welcome Ag Commissioner Tyler Harper and Senator Sam Watson to the podcast to discuss their new elected roles, challenges facing agriculture, and the 2023 overall outlook on the industry. Welcome, guys. Hey, Billy. Good to be with you. Thank you all for joining us. First, I'm going to talk with Tyler a little bit. Tyler Harper is a seventh-generation farmer, small business owner, former state senator, and the 17th Agricultural Commissioner of the state of Georgia. Tyler lives in Osceola and is a lifelong resident of South Georgia. Graduated from the University of Georgia with a bachelor's degree in agriculture engineering and has an associate's degree in agriculture from Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College. Tyler, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Glad to be with you, Billy. Thank you for having us on. It's always good to be on with the with with uh, with you and then and my good friend uh, Sam Watson and fraternity brother uh, uh, just to talk about ag issues and what's going on in the state of Georgia. So thank you for having us. I'll let you have the floor here for a second. Um, you're recently elected to the role of ag commissioner, a very prestigious award. And so just to kind of tell us about what you've seen in your your months being in this role, what you plan to accomplish, and um, what fun you've had recently. Yes, sir. Well, it was uh, well. First off, it is it's an honor to have been elected this past fall to serve as the 17th Commissioner of Agriculture for the state of Georgia. I appreciate the opportunity folks in the state have given me to uh, to serve in this capacity and and work to lead and help lead our state's number one industry and uh, lead the Department of Agriculture and uh, the role that it plays in in our life every single day. I um, grew up on the family farm in Osceola, Georgia, as as you said, and. Uh, I'm the seventh generation in my family to be involved in agriculture and in that Irwin County area. And, uh, so we're, we're working, uh, every single day, uh, and, and, uh, when it relates to agriculture, it's been something that's been impactful, uh, in my life every single day. And, um, you know, I have a peanut cotton timber beef cattle operation that I, um, still operate on our family farm and, and uh, but growing up on that farm is you know where I learned to have appreciation for this industry, appreciation for agriculture, and and, and it's uh, honestly I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the ag industry, both politically and professionally. And uh, you know I I tell folks all the time, quite simply, agriculture is who I am, what I am, and what I'm about. And so whether it was my time at ABAC or the University of Georgia or even the opportunity I got to spend uh, as a fellow working for U.S. Senator Saxby Chambliss to back home on the farm, or even uh, my ten years that I spent in the state senate, it's been a it's been an honor to be part of this industry in some capacity uh, for many years, and and to bring all of that to bear as the commissioner of ag and uh, what we're doing every single day through the department uh, and working to ensure that agriculture continues to be. Uh, successful every single day. Um, you know, we have the oldest State Department of Agriculture in the country, which is awesome. Uh, it was established in 1874, and um, so we're uh, next year we'll be celebrating our 150th anniversary of the Georgia Department of Agriculture. So we look forward to 
to celebrating all things uh, agriculture and all things the, related to the department in the last 150 years. So we're looking forward to, to that opportunity. But what we do through the department and everything that we do impacts Georgians every single day. Our, uh, our agency, I would argue, is the only state agency that impacts every Georgian every day. It's a vast uh, array of responsibilities, and I sum it up quite simple by saying uh, that it's from farms to fuel pumps, gas pumps to grocery stores, and everything in between. And and uh, and I'm happy and proud of the folks that we have working for us at the department. We have about 550 dedicated employees that work every single day to execute the mission that we've been tasked with at the department from ensuring that our farmers, producers, and and, uh, and ranchers all across the state of Georgia have the tools and resources they need to be successful, but at the same time that consumers understand and know that they can be protected and that they are protected when it comes to uh, all of the things related to consumer protection that falls under the department from, from food safety and security to, to pest control and uh, structural pest issues. Uh, and, and everything in between that we, we work on at the department. It's been an awesome opportunity. We've hit the ground running, so I'm a little over three months in office at this point, and uh, we've put together, I believe, a phenomenal team that's helping us lead the agency and working alongside of, uh, like I said earlier, over 550 employees all across the state that, that uh, help us ensure that we're doing what we need to do related to the department. And, uh, and at the end of the day, it's about telling our story, and that's what I've told our, our folks in the department. You know, we can do a better job in the industry of telling our story of agriculture. And so that's why I appreciate, uh, Billy, y'all doing this podcast and the work that y'all are doing, because I think things like this give us opportunity to help tell that story, help tell the story of agriculture, the fact that agriculture is more than cows, plows, and sows, that it impacts your life every single day, that agriculture is a national security concern and that uh, we need to ensure that our farmers and ranchers and our um, our producers all across the state, all across the country, have the tools and the resources they need to be successful in their individual operations because of the vital role. Not only does it play for our economy, because since it's our number one industry as a state, but the vital role that agriculture plays in the national security conversation uh, and I really don't think we, we look at it from that perspective enough. You know, uh, when it comes to, to our nation's security, it's important to have a homeland, uh, a homeland defense and, 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 and a, a military, uh, and security and all of those things. It's also important to have, you know, energy policies that make sense. But at the end of the day, it's just as vital to have food policy and, uh, ag policy that makes sense too. Uh, because if we're not working to produce our own food, fiber and shelter, Right here at home in our own borders, we're less safe as a state, as a community, as a country. And, uh, and that's what uh, we've got to ensure that we have policies that allow that to happen um, and uh, find ways to ensure that our, our, our family farms can, can be successful. Farms like Sam and his family that they have down in Moultrie, that farms like theirs can be successful. Uh, you know, in the last 10 years, we've seen the retail dollar back to the family farm declined by 20%. We've seen input costs go through the roof. Uh, you know, we've seen that reflected in grocery prices. The consumer has seen those issues. Uh, you know, we have policies uh, that come out of D.C., whether it's related to WOTUS or those uh, EPA rulings or, or anything uh, related to the FDA that, that negatively impact our ability to be successful in the ag industry. 
you know, we've got to we've got to work to fight against those issues to allow our our industry to be successful, to allow agriculture to continue to be to be able to, to uh, and our farmers to be able to do what they do best on a daily basis. And um, and that's our focus is in my role as the commissioner of agriculture. We're focused on fighting back on those things that that uh, that don't make sense that provide barriers for our farmers and producers across the state because at the end of the day what the consumer has to understand is if those there are barriers put in place for our our ag industry they're going to see that in 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 relation to issues in the grocery store um and when it comes to all of that we're you know we've got to ensure we're investing in new generations uh both in human capital and technological advancements and ensuring that we have new and beginning farmers that are willing to get into this industry uh, we also ensuring that we have uh, those that are interested in getting in, involved in other aspects with, as it relates to agriculture because we need those scientists and doctors and chemists also. Uh, but we've, we've, we've got to continue to ensure that we have those producers and those farmers that are willing to continue uh, to be able to grow the food and fiber and the shelter that we need to survive and be successful as a nation. Uh, and if we don't have the right policies in place, we're not allowed uh, to do that, and and so that's why it's great to work with people like Sam Watson, who who understands and knows the importance of having those right policies, who knows what those policies uh, need to be, and uh, and we've had an awesome opportunity to work together, not only as colleagues in the General Assembly, uh, but now uh, in his role as a state senator, and, and in my role as the Ag Commissioner, um, working with folks like him and others uh, uh, in the General Assembly, both on the state level and even on the federal level, our our friends on the federal level that that understand the importance of, of a, a focused ag policy that makes sense um, and helping to find ways to bridge that farm-to-fork divide and find ways to, to level the playing field when it comes to agricultural products here uh, in America, when it comes to trade policies that allows us to be more competitive and allows our farmers and producers to be uh, more competitive um, and, and expanding value-added agriculture and investing in opportunities through Georgia Grown, among other things. At the end of the day, if we protect agriculture, we protect our farmers and producers, we can ensure our nation continues to thrive and it continues to be successful. And I'm proud to play a small part in that as the, as the commissioner of agriculture. Uh, you know, our, our state can't be successful if our ag, ag industry is not successful. Our state success is based on agriculture success. And uh, we've got to ensure that that continues to be a paramount part of the conversation, regardless of what conversation that is. And uh, and I know we were able to do some of that this past session with some of the legislation uh, that was passed. But, uh, but at the end of the day, I think we're in a really good place in our state. We have leadership from the governor on down that understands the importance of the ag industry. And, um, and I look forward to, to, uh, to doing uh, my small part and, ensuring that this industry continues to be successful. So, Billy, it's good to be on with you. Thank you all for what you all are doing uh, to help tell that story. And uh, I'm just glad to be on here with Sam today to have this conversation. I'll uh, I'll pitch it back to you and, and uh, happy to answer any questions. I think we're going to have opportunity to do that. But it's great to be on here uh, and, and play a small part in helping tell that story about why agriculture is important. All right, Mr. Sam Watson, Senator was elected to serve the Georgia Senate in January of 2023. Senator Watson serves the citizens of Senate District 11, which includes Brooks County, Cockwood County, Cook County, Decatur, Grady, Seminole, and Thomas Counties. 
Prior to his election to Senate, Senator Watson served five years in the Georgia House of Representatives, representing House District 172. Welcome, Sam. Hey, Billy. Good to be here. Thank you all for, for having me on today. Yep, it means a lot. Take time out of your busy schedules. So just uh, you heard what Tyler just said. Just piggyback on kind of the points that he that he brought up, and we'll tie back in here at the end with a little Q&A. Okay, well, good deal. Well, like I said, good to be here. And uh, just a little, little bit about me. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, grew up on a farm, and uh, that's kind of all I've ever done. Uh, I actually grew up in livestock. Uh, used to, Daddy raised a lot of hogs back in the day when, when they were big, and um, had cows too, and, and so just been on the farm all my life, so that's really all I know. Um, and so uh, I've enjoyed doing that, and hope we can continue to do that for, for a long time. That's really all I know, and of course it's an honor to serve, uh, or have served with Tyler for a long time. We were in the Georgia House for, for 10 years and uh, decided to make the move over to the Senate. Tyler and I actually, uh, he went into the Senate the same time I went into the House, so we've worked together for a long time, and, and also fraternity brothers, and have a lot of connections down in southwest Georgia, uh, whether it be through fraternity brothers or, you know, just all of the ag uh, associations and groups, uh, farm bureaus, Georgia Fruit and Veg, and uh, Georgia Ag Leaders, whatever it may be, but, but do have a lot of connections uh, across uh, southwest Georgia, and I've got uh, four girls, four daughters, and uh, two of them are teenagers, and, and uh, two of them are twins. And so the two older girls obviously help us on the farm a little bit. Now, one of them kind of helps more on the produce side, and one uh, we started doing some direct-to-consumer uh, beef stuff, and, and so that's kind of her her deal. And, and so they're they're having fun with that and, and learning how to make a little money on the farm and, and, uh, and, and us be together at the same time. So that's just kind of... Kind of me and my, and my family real quick, and uh, you know, decided to to, to run for for state senate. Uh, as y'all know, it was a special election. Uh, it came up over Christmas holidays. Um, it was underneath uh, Christmas. It was underneath New Year's. It was underneath national championship football. Um, and of course, uh, we were we were going to be late to session. Uh, it started uh, first part of January. And we didn't get elected till a little bit later on, um, but you know we've been in the house for ten years and uh, just decided uh, it was an opportunity to to move up and and uh, you know help more people. I mean that's what it's that's what it's all about. Uh, your voice becomes a little bit a little bit larger. Um, you know there's a big difference between being you know one of uh, 180 versus one of 56. And um, you know I'm not farming the same way I was farming ten years ago either. And we've had to grow and. And uh, and try to get bigger and do better and and um, you know so that's kind of kind of the the way we we looked at the Senate uh, race. Uh, it's just an opportunity to to grow and and do a little more and, and uh, help some more folks and it's uh, you know an honor to do that. And I want to thank the people of Southwest Georgia for allowing me that opportunity um, and uh, look forward to to representing uh, that area for for a long time. But you know, we uh, we we did kind of have a wild and crazy session. Uh, Tyler talked a little bit about it, um, and we may get into some more of that here as we as we go. Uh, but you know, we kind of jumped in, and, and one of the things we told people on the campaign trail was that we had relationships in the House, we have relationships in the Senate, and we could jump right in midstream, and um, the people of District 11 would would uh, not miss a beat. We didn't, you know, we didn't have to have a learning curve. Or get to know people, and you know, I tell people all the time that 
the General Assembly and what we do up there, a, a lot of it is relationships. You've got to have good relationships, and people need to, to trust you and know you, and, um, and, and that's how you get a lot of stuff done. And we've been successful over the years. We passed uh, three constitutional amendments right there at the end of our tenure um, in, in the House, and, and that takes a, a two-thirds vote of the body. You know, and that's Democrats and Republicans, and those have to be voted on by the people of Georgia. And we were successful in doing that, and so we're we're proud of that. Had lots of other good ag legislation to to help our farmers across the state. You know, that's that's something that we're beginning to look at more and more, and we've done a lot of it. But I, I think there's some things in the future that we're going to have to continue to do because our farms are getting bigger, um, and things are changing. We've already done some things with land. We've already done some things with ag on equipment. Um, and we've done some of those same things with the forestry guys as well. So that industry's changing. So got a lot that's happening in the, in that those areas. And so I think we've got to look at some things in the future. I know there's been a big big push on land, and and uh, folks worried about who who's owning land. But um, you know we have we have restrictions on that. And uh, so those are some of the things I think we need to look at going going forward in the future. Is how do we how do we help our farmers? Uh, own more land and and not be penalized for it, um, and so uh, look look forward to having some of those discussions uh, with with uh, Tyler and others uh, going forward. Uh, we passed some legislation uh, along those same lines this past session, and I'm sure Tyler will probably talk about it, or I'll ask him about it if he doesn't. But um, you know, it's uh, it's just a, it's a great uh, industry to be in. It's all I know, um, and uh, it's all I do. I don't have any hobbies. I don't. Uh, I don't go fishing. I don't uh, play golf. I just work and uh, enjoy being on the farm. And uh, family being involved in it uh, is even better. Um, and so, just great, great being here with you all today. And be glad to to talk about anything uh, you want to talk about. I, you know, I do know that we've got a lot of challenges ahead of us as a as an industry. Um, it seems like uh, more and more people are against us, and um, we've got to to figure out ways to. Uh, to combat that and and uh, help people understand um, how important we are. Tyler talked about you know food security and um, and so those are some of the things that that we're not only work on at the state level, but you know, I'm currently working on as uh, current president of Georgia Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, and and we're going to continue to work on our end to to do what we need to do at the federal level, just to try to you know, combat and, and uh, see what we can do to help our producers when it comes to all these input costs and, and H-2A wages and, and everything that, that we're faced with today. It uh, it just gets harder and harder to do what we do, and it costs more and more to do what we do. And uh, we've just got to find a way to, to get through it. But uh, but thank you all for a few minutes to talk, and I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Billy. Senator Watson, that was all great stuff. Tyler, I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of piggyback on what he just mentioned and talked about the challenges in this coming uh this coming year as well as the years to come and what 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 y'all are trying to do to mitigate these short-term risks for our farmers well uh sam definitely hit on a few things and and uh as uh as sam said it's you know it's all about trying to find ways to to help us be successful and there are issues in ag i mean uh sam mentioned land that's uh that's probably one of the most vital parts of of uh of the of the ag economy when it comes to being able to to be successful in production agriculture you've got to have land to do it on and and uh, we've got to find ways to protect that uh whether it's from foreign ownership and 
Uh, and, and that gets into that national security conversation of, of ensuring that um, we're, we're in control of our own food supply here at home. Uh, but it's also the loss of ag land. That's a, that's a significant issue in the ag space going forward is, is the loss of production ag land. And, and we can talk about that from a variety of different capacities, why that's happened or why that may be happening. But we're seeing a trend in our state of, of losses of ag land that continue year over year. And, um, you know, I think that we've got to find a way to kind of turn that around. We actually passed a bill this past session that will, will help us with that, that Sam helped us with in the legislature. It was carried by the Senate uh, and House Ag Committee Chairman, uh, Senator Goodman and, and uh, Representative Dickey. And basically what this uh, legislation does is it sets up a, a, uh, a agricultural farmland uh, fund that would set up the possibility for landowners, if they so choose, and, and uh, farm owners to uh, put their land in, in conservation easements to uh, uh, allow their their farmland, their ag land, to be protected for for years to come. So, you know, we passed that this past session that will go along a long ways in helping uh, helping us ensure that we protect land for the for the for the long haul. Um, but we also got to work to to find ways to lower input costs. You know, bring uh, repatriate more of that uh, raw goods and, and things that we need here at home within American borders, and not relying on foreign sources to provide us with those products that we need to help us grow our pro- grow our crop. But at the end of the day, you know, in agriculture, the, the one thing I I think uh, you know we we know it, but we probably don't don't look at it from this perspective. But you know, every year in ag, we're we're moving the needle toward having to do more with less. So, you know, less inputs, less fertilizer, less chemicals, less seed, less water, less land. Uh, but at the same time, we're expecting our producers and our farmers and everybody to produce more product with less input. And and that's very difficult to do. And at the same time, those uh, those input costs and, and um, uh, continue to, 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 to skyrocket while our commodity prices uh, stay stagnant. Uh, or decline, that spread continues to get smaller, and it declines that retail dollar. That's where that conversation comes in of of finding ways to get more of that retail dollar back to the family farm to allow it to continue to to thrive. We've got a lot of work to do, especially through technological innovation. You know, Sam kind of mentioned that a little bit, um, and I think utilizing th- the technology space, we'll be able to to better ensure that agriculture continues to be successful and we find ways to allow it to, uh, uh, to be able to, to, uh, to, to meet the needs of, of the future when it comes to not only our state and our communities here, but also the nation as a whole. Um, and we can do that uh, through technological advancement, but we've got to have the right policies at the end of the day to allow it to succeed, whether that's trade policy. You know, we, we compete against other nations, uh, whether it's Mexico or or uh, or Canada or China or whoever when it comes to our our food supply and, and we've got to have trade policies that make sense that allows us to be um, successful here at home um, but we also have to have uh, federal policies when it comes to things like uh, water policy when you look at the WOTUS uh, ruling or the WOTUS rule that is being implemented um, that a bipartisan Congress actually passed. Uh, a, a bill against that the, the president vetoed, uh, but but things like that um, 
are detrimental to us being able to be successful as an ag industry. Uh, and they, they completely uh, put barriers in place that, that makes it more difficult uh, in, in agriculture for us to be successful. So, you know, we've got to work to address those issues. We've got to work to allow those policies that make sense to be in place. And, and that's what Sam and I are doing every single day. It's why it's important to have uh, uh, somebody like a Sam Watson who's serving in the state Senate, especially when it comes to ag policy, because he gets it. He's involved in it every single day, just like we are on our farm, and um, and understands uh, the vital role that uh, that agriculture plays, and and why it's important that we have the right uh, water policies, not only on a federal level but on a state level also. Uh, why it's important to have the right policies related to labor, whether that's H two A or or whatever that may be, and and with the upcoming farm bill, why it's important that we ensure that. The policies in the farm bill that we're going to discuss make sense for Georgia. So there are a lot of issues that we're facing in agriculture right now. Um, but I believe with the right policies and the right leadership, uh, our, our ag industry can continue to, 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 to work through these issues that we're dealing with. And, and we can really have a bright future for this industry here in our state, here at home. I'm really excited about the future uh, for this industry, that next generation that will help us ensure that it continues to be successful but we've got to fight on our hands every single day to ensure that those policies will allow that to continue. Right. Well, to echo with something you said earlier, it seems like we're having to do more with less, and we have more people against us now than we've ever had before. And, and I feel it on my end most definitely. It seems like uh, I have to do more and more and provide and just help my customers jump more hurdles every single year than they had to the prior year. And For instance, this year, you know, we're still battling with high input costs, and now commodity prices have decided to uh, – drop down on us so it'll be another challenging year potentially more challenging than the last year but um with help people like y'all too we're going to overcome these hurdles and keep our industry number one in the state of georgia so i know y'all recently down here in bainbridge i saw y'all at the abac campus y'all were signing a few bills there do you one of y'all want to expand a little bit on what y'all signed down at the um at the abac campus a few weeks ago i believe there was a citrus bill uh, Sam, I don't know if you want to expand on that or not. It was a, it was actually a department bill, but Sam, since you carried it, I'd be happy to let you, let you talk about it. Good deal. Okay. Yeah. Be glad to, you know, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was the creation of the Citrus Commission and, and, uh, what, Tyler, we've got probably 12, 15 of these commodity commissions now. Uh, there may be more, right? but, uh, but everybody's pretty much got one and that's a fairly new industry to our state. It's a growing industry in our state. Um, and they need, you know, a lot of these commodity groups use these commissions for, for, you know, voluntary funding from the producers to use the money for promotion, for research, for marketing. And so especially with a new industry and a growing industry like the citrus, uh, those guys really needed it. And I think it's great uh, that, that we were able to get that done and add it to the list. I know we've got a vegetable commodity commission that, that, uh, that I'm involved with, and, and uh, we use it a lot for our research um and so uh it's just, just a good, good piece of legislation and uh glad we were able to get that done and be great for the citrus industry no doubt so i know that it's a farm bill year so is there anything that we need to know about this year's farm bill how often does a farm bill get passed and what are y'all seeing what are you optimistic about and is there anything that you're necessarily still trying to work against so farm bill uh, typically or every five years um, it's uh, the guiding federal policy when it comes to, to agriculture across the, the country. But there's a lot more to a farm bill than, 
than I think what most people realize. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, support programs when it comes to those uh, food programs are part of uh, part of the farm bill, and that actually makes up the largest portion of the uh, of the funds that are part of the farm bill. And uh, but you have your commodity programs, you have your conservation programs, your your research and education programs that are all part of uh, of the farm bill. But uh, but it's a it's a vast undertaking. But it's very important for ag policy in in, in America. And um, you know, obviously, they're in the middle of some farm bill hearings and traveling around the country to to uh, to listen to, to producers and growers and 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 those that are impacted by this policy. Matter of fact, Sam uh, spoke at a, and testified at a farm bill hearing uh, not too long ago. I think it was last week down in Florida uh, when they were doing a field hearing there. But uh, I feel pretty good about the uh, the, ask, the, the, the the prospects of them being able to get something done uh, this year. They're they're very uh, on the congressional level. They're committed to finding a way to uh, to get across the finish line and. Uh, to get the farm bill done this year, but it is uh, it's vitally important that we protect those programs that that uh, that are good for Georgia agriculture. Also, working to ensure that we have the right type of disaster programs in the in um, that are part of this that that makes sense uh, when it comes to those issues. And and then obviously the crop insurance program is very important part of the farm bill as well. But there are some. Georgia specific things that uh, that we're going to be looking for and asking for, and even some new things that uh, a couple of us are going to D.C. here in a couple of weeks to have those conversations with the members of the Georgia delegation uh, related to the farm bill and and uh, what we would like to see uh, see done and included. But uh, in Sam's capacity as uh, as the association president, I'll pitch it to him. I know they're working on a specific proposal, and he may want to uh, to uh, expand on what he might have talked about in the farm bill here in last week but it is definitely vital it's definitely important uh and it's something that is we're we're monitoring very close and want to make sure our voice is heard for sure yeah be glad to thank you tyler uh we we did uh last week we were down in newberry florida they did have a, a farm bill hearing and so yeah those those discussions are going and and uh we're looking forward to going to dc and to to work on some of that as well but as far as the fruit and vegetable industry goes, you know, we're we're trying to we have a problem with, with our seasonal crops. Uh Mexico is is uh growing more and more and uh they're growing into our window and uh so we're looking at some protections possibly to put into the to the farm bill to uh to allow us some some securities there to so basically a price support type program that, that keeps the price at a level uh that we can pay our bills. Um, Austin Scott, Congressman Scott, is a part of those conversations and, and uh, one of the co-sponsors on that uh, bill with, a, with actually a Democrat from, from California, so it's a bipartisan effort. Um, we're not the only ones with this problem. Uh, they're having the same issues in California with table grapes. We're seeing this in Michigan. It's starting to happen all over the country where our farmers are, are being pre- – a lot of pressure is being put on them uh, by Mexico and Canada uh and and the crops that they grow you know in in the vegetable world mexico our input costs are are relatively the same when it comes to actually growing the crops but when you look at labor um you know they're down there paying a dollar an hour and and i'm now paying 13.67 an hour and and providing housing and transportation and workman's compensation and and guaranteeing them certain amount of hours a week and 
And so we've got a lot of a lot of restrictions. And all we've ever asked for is a level playing field. You know, we we did a lot of this back when NAFTA was was going on and tried to tried to do some things there, but we're but we're not successful then. Uh, but hopefully we can get some stuff in this next farm bill that'll help with these seasonal crops to give us some kind of price support. We're also pushing hard on the risk management, and I think everybody is. And that was one of the common themes that I heard uh, down uh, in Newberry uh, from a lot of the Florida producers, uh, whether it was vegetables or peanuts or cotton. And and risk management keeps coming up, and and we're very fortunate because that's where Congressman Scott sits right now. But a lot of these programs, you know, we hadn't looked at them in a long time, and it costs more to do what we do, but the programs have not gone up with, with that. So we've got to update a lot of our risk management tools. Uh, we have very, very few in the fruit and vegetable industry. You know, a lot of the row crop guys have, have some tools uh, that they're able to use, and, you know, it costs more to do what we do. And so we need better risk management tools. You know, we used to say, well, it's always next year. I don't say that anymore because every year could be your last year because it costs a whole lot more than than, than what it used to. And, you know, we've been doing it now 14, 15 years. And, you know, I'm going to sell squash next week for the same thing I sold it for 15 years ago. And it costs a whole lot more to produce it. And, and we've got to have we've got to have some changes. We've got to have some some support, you know, or, uh, I, or I don't know what we're going to do. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get some things uh, done coming up, continue to talk about it. Right. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. I have had so many borrowers or customers tell me, Billy, you know, I'm selling this crop for the same price I've sold it 10 years ago, but my inputs have tripled. So we definitely got to have people like y'all working for us, working for our farmers to keep our inputs down or at least level the playing field. Because like you said, that's all we're asking. So I want to thank you both for coming on today. That concludes our podcast with Commissioner Harper and Senator Watson. For more information, visit our website at swgafarmcredit.com. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app to get notified of new episodes, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram for great industry resources. Thanks for listening and thanks for joining us, guys.